Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prail. Join us each week as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Daryl. Oh, my. What a time, eh? 2020 has been crazy. Let me share some context with you, some personal context. For those who know me, you will know that I am not afraid of a microphone and I am not afraid of a camera. Some might say that I quite adore them and I love watching myself on auto loop playback mode and I ask them, what are they doing looking in my windows late at night? That's weird and freaky. It's been a process. It truly has been a process. Again, for those who are just joining for the first time, you don't know my story. I'm a computer programmer by trade. Why does that matter? Well, how many computer programmers do you know just embrace the video or the microphone or anything else? It's crazy. So why does that matter? Why am I bringing it up? Well, because of this, I wanted to share. Everything that I've been doing on my own brand, my own personal DarylPrail.com brand, or on behalf of VanillaSoft, world's number one sales engagement platform, check it out at VanillaSoft.com, has been about creating a brand. And the reason I do that is really the same reason you should be doing it. And I've said this before, if you're a regular listener, you're like, oh, here he goes again. He's on a roll. He's going to talk about what he's going to talk about. I know what's coming. And I'm going to tell you, you need to develop a brand because it's all about, you know, why should somebody buy from you? You have to recognize that unless you're some kind of advanced scientist or surgeon who's one of three people in the world that knows how to solve something, which means there's more demand than there is available resources to do it, you are a commodity. What you sell, what you provide can be done by somebody else. So people aren't buying necessarily your product. Yeah, you may have a better reputation. You might have higher reviews on G2 or Trust Radius, but you know, maybe I'm price conscious, so maybe that's not the issue at all. So. The challenge you have is how, how do you change the scales such that they reflect better in your favor? How I did that was content. That's how I did it. But 2020 changed everything. So let me give you some stories. Okay. So I have been like all over people saying, you need to have a quality camera. You need to have a quality microphone. You need to have quality productions. And everybody's like, no, man. This shaky ass phone I've got, my i4 is awesome. My Samsung S5 is kick ass. Yes, if you don't know your phones, those are old phones with bad cameras. Yeah, I do have my video in landscape and half in portrait. And no, I don't have a gimbal, so it shakes up in fears. And yeah, I don't have a microphone, so my voice is competing with the ambient noises around me, but that's authentic and people love it. And why would I ever follow your lead trail? Okay, fine. And I keep on telling them, you know, half of what you do in sales is psychological. The questions you ask, the tone you use to ask, the type of cadence of sequence that you have, the structure, the verbiage, the fact that you're using artificial intelligence to optimize the language so that that resonates with them and connects with them on a personal, instinctive, psychological level, that's all messing with the mind. So you know what? When you have a quality production, 
I claim, then you just look better. You just look way better than that authentic individual. Okay, so fast forward, here we are 2020, I got all that pushback. You know what happened in 2020, our world's changed. And then what couldn't you find anymore? Well, you couldn't find webcams. You couldn't find switchers. Now all of a sudden they had multiple cameras. You couldn't find the adapters, whether it's an Elgato Cam Link or anything from Black Magic, to convert a DSLR signal into a USB to fool your computer into thinking it's a webcam. Everybody's all of a sudden becoming a producer. And now there's all these articles on how to make yourself kick ass online. And the funny part is people are actually getting worn out of Zoom. They're getting Zoomed out. They're getting Zoomed out because it's just too much, right? And it's just exhausting. So more than ever, what are they going to? They're gravitating towards those people who know how to get a message out, makes it consumable, makes it fun to watch, and makes me feel like I have a relationship with you. That's what they're doing. So all that is to say, what are you doing to be that person? Now, I could keep on talking to you about this, but I have, and I'm beating a dead horse. So I brought on somebody else who's gonna beat that same dead horse for me. He's way more credible than I am, this guy. We're gonna get into it in a little bit, but he's become a YouTube rock star in a very short time. He has embraced social media. He has nailed his voice. He knows entirely how to work the medium. Plus he's a sales guy and he's made a lot of money. My friends, welcome to the show. Jason McAlone. I am so excited to have you here. Jason, my friend, how are you doing from sunny Atlanta, no less? How you keeping, man? Awesome. I appreciate you having me on the show, Daryl. Thank you so much. For those who don't know, I have a man crush on Jason and I'll tell you why I have a man crush on Jason, because he's a good looking man. He's a stud muffin. He's got that Navy SEAL physique that I wished for, but my DNA did not gift me with. Most of all, what I love about Jason is his voice. So if you don't follow him, I mean by voice, I don't mean just how he sounds, but I mean his style, his tone, his message, how he comes across, how he engages with you. When Jason talks, he's one of the few people that I actually stop and I listen. I'm anxious to hear what he has to say because I know he's going to drop me a truth prompt. There's other people I would look at, someone like a Keenan. Keenan's got a very different style. We look at Benjamin Dennehy, very different style again. These are some of the people that I just go, I love these people. They engage me and they enlighten me. So Jason, that's my one and only compliment I'm going to give to you the entire show. After that, we trash talk. So we're clear on that. For those who don't know you, maybe you can give us a quick, dirty little background because you've got a really interesting past. And I think it's all contextual here. So you can just reveal and share yourself a little bit for a bit. Yeah, I just turned 50 on April the 13th. So I've been in sales my whole life, about 30 years. I started off when I graduated college in 1992, selling insurance for MetLife door to door. One of the most difficult experiences I ever had, but one of the most rewarding. And then I hopped in a car, Daryl, with my sister and her soon to be husband. And we drove from upstate New York to a place called Orange City, which is just outside of Daytona Beach. Screwed around on the beach for about three months. Finally made our way down to Pompano Beach slash Fort Lauderdale. And I rolled into the Baja Beach Club on the first night we were there. It was a Wednesday night, happened to be ladies night. And I met this guy who was all decked out in a Versace shirt, fancy Rolex. And he saw me flirting with a couple of girls. And he says, man, you got pretty good game. What are you doing? I said, well, I don't have a job. I was collecting unemployment from New York State. He said, why don't you come work for me to be a stockbroker? So long story short, I got my Series 7 license. And within six months, I was knocking down six figures. And that touched off a 14-year career, half of which I was actually working out of my house in Delray Beach, Florida. 
Wow. So you are the classic, like it does happen. Stranger walks up to you and says, you're interesting. Let me take you and mentor you and turn you into a rock star and give you your career path. That actually does happen. It's not Hollywood folklore. Yeah. And to all the new folks, the SDRs who are watching, I grew up very poor, Daryl. I was the oldest of five kids. My dad was a welder. My mother was a stay-at-home mom. Both have recently passed in the last few years. So when I moved to Florida and I started knocking down two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year, to say that I went off the deep end is an understatement. So I had a ton of fun. I've mentioned in prior podcasts that I actually worked at a sister company of Jordan Belfort's Stratton Oakmont. Everybody knows the Wolf of Wall Street. I knew a lot of guys that were actually in that movie personally. Didn't hang out with them much because I was in Florida. Most of them were in New York City. But it was a wild and crazy time in my mid to late 20s. And it wasn't until about the time I turned 30 that I finally started to grow up. I ended up building a house in Delray, as I mentioned. Shortly after that, I got engaged. And then, of course, something called the crash of 2007 and 8 showed up. (laughs) For those who weren't in the workforce, that crash was killer. And just for context, you know, I've been around a few crashes. I was in the dot-com crash. And I'm going to L.A. for a job that I took. And just before the dot-com crash hit, and when I got there, I had a team of 24 people. And then when I left there, three years and change later, during the dot-com bubble bursting, I left there. It was me and one other employee on my team. So that's one example. 2007, 2008 made that look like chump change. You live through that. You're in Florida, beautiful house, just built it. Your life is on track. Boom. So what happens? We could talk all day about this, so I'll give you the short version. If you saw the movie The Big Short margin call, et cetera. I saw all the free money that was being handed out in the mid 2000s in Florida. There are a lot of strippers, just like the movie portrayed, that have four or five houses with little to no credit check, no money down, no interest rates. And I said, this is a massive crash waiting to happen, Daryl. So I started loading up on what's called NASDAQ QQQ puts. They're options. And I had hundreds of thousands of contracts, multi-millions of my own money and about 40 accredited investors short the market. And that was my biggest mistake. I should have had futures contracts, not options. So I started losing what's called time value. And about six to nine months, Daryl, before the big crash, instead of making about $4.1 million, I eventually lost everything and landed up in Georgia on a forklift for nine bucks an hour, working in a factory, putting Craftsman wrenches on a pallet onto a UPS truck. So I lost everything. Wow, I did not know this part of the story. So welcome to humility. I'll tell everybody, my 40s, and I'm 52 now, a large part of my 40s was very similar. It sucked. You know, you don't know what life's going to throw you. Right now, you're in a beautiful location. What happened? Because clearly, you're still not on the forklift. So what happened? Yeah, I was working in a factory not too far from here, as a matter of fact. And I was in denial for most of the bankruptcy. I lost and had write-offs close to a million dollars. I got grilled in bankruptcy court for over an hour. It was a very humiliating experience. And I ended up moving, as I said, from Florida, Georgia. I had a house that I had bought, but I was literally down at the Shell gas stations hawking my Breitling Super Avenger collections that I paid $15,000 a piece for, for about three grand, just to pay the rent and just to survive and put food on the table. And it wasn't until I was in the factory making nine bucks an hour one day. It was about 100 degrees in the middle of July. And I had these goggles on that kept running down my nose. 
And it wasn't until I literally broke down in tears and I said, you know what, dude, it's your fault. It's not the stock market's fault. It's not your partner's fault. It's not the president's fault. It's your fault. It's your fault for living high on the hog. It's your fault for having a million dollars in debt. It's your fault for buying a boat for 77,000 that you sold for 28 grand less than a year later. It was all me. And Daryl, it was when I started to say it was my fault, my responsibility, my own doing was the beginning of a turnaround that eventually led to me building three or four houses a year ago, starting my own business. And now I'm on the cusp of the biggest remote work revolution in the history of my entire life. And that is your expertise. Your expertise is selling remotely because you've done all this and you understand the thing. But what I love about your story was a couple of things. There is a lot of truth, whether it's a drug addiction, a gambling addiction or any other challenges in life. Until you hit rock bottom, it's really hard to bounce back up. You just kind of bounce along the bottom for a while. Rock bottom is amazing. And I say it's amazing because after you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up, which is really kind of cool. So I get that. The thing I love about you is that once you determined that you were the one at fault, what that does, whether it's a little faux pas we make in a sales cycle or in Jason's situation, something a little bigger, is that gives you control. Because now that you know the problem, now you know what caused the problem, now you are in control to fix it. So what I want to do is I want to take a quick little break and come back because Jason has something that he contends that the year 2020 represents for every single person listening here. And it might rock your world. It might not be what you expect. So don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. All right. So one of the things that I really want to get Jason on here for, he has a point of view, and I actually a million percent agree with him. He contends that this right now, this point in time, this is the best time if you're a sales development rep, you're an account executive, and you're thinking of going solo, or if life, like you saw with Jason, has forced you onto the bench, this is the right time, never a better time to start your own business and put your craft, your discipline, your skills to good use so that you can build three or four houses in the last year, just like Jason has done. Jason, did I get that right? Is that what your contention is? Yes. I was on, just to give a little context, I was on Wall Street through the dot-com bubble burst. I experienced the meltdown of 9-11 and actually did fairly well buying options a few days after the big crash. And then I got wiped out, even though I saw the meltdown of real estate coming in 2008 and I ended up on a forklift. One of the best experiences at the time, it certainly wasn't, but it changed my life in a much better direction. Just one example, I haven't done drugs in 13 years 
and I never will again. So I was in a very reckless, out of control lifestyle. And it took Jason losing everything and owning every ounce of my failure in order to begin to turn my life around. But right now in 2020, as we're going through this thing we call COVID-19, there's no question in my mind because it's a forced lockdown and we've got millions of small businesses right now that are going under. There is no better time to build a personal brand. There is no better time for all my SDRs and AEs out there to start creating content. You got to start writing. You got to start podcasting. I don't have my own podcast. I probably should. I just prefer at this point to be a guest. And then you got to get in front of the camera and start doing video. In three years, just to give everybody an idea, I've never edited a video, not once. I wouldn't know how. Daryl's got the most impressive setup I've ever seen. I've never edited a video. I've got an iPhone 10 Max. That's it. What I do have is very to little any fear to face what I know needs to be done and pull the trigger. So all of you out there that are in your 20s, 30s, or even if you're an old timer like me, that's trying to get your footing in sales, you must, you must, you must start creating content right now because I can promise you when the budgets come back in the next two or three months, if your prospect hasn't read you, listened to you, or watched you, whether it's on LinkedIn or YouTube or Instagram, you have little to no chance of getting the budget when it becomes available. So this is huge, right? So remember what he's saying here. He's saying, this is the time for you to take your skills and go solo if you're so inclined. But if you're gonna be successful doing that, whether you go solo or you team up with a few buddies, if you're gonna do that, you've got to brand yourself. And Jason is walking the talk. I love that he says he's never edited a video. I'll talk to him offline, I'll coach him, I'll teach him what to do, don't worry about that folks, I got it covered. But the point is, he's right. You gotta be fearless and just put yourself out there and did it. So he says he's never done it, but he's doing it. Three years, nonstop, putting himself out there, bam, 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 bam. So Jason, let's talk video. Why video? Why did you choose video? Because you didn't do it before, so why video? Interesting stat. Google says that 90% of all content consumed in 2020 is video. So even though we've got all these newspapers and all these blogs and all these online articles, 90% of what we consume is either the television, YouTube, now of course it's TikTok, etc. So if you're not in front of the camera, which gives your audience a chance to see you, feel you, learn to trust and like you, you're making a huge mistake. And I'd like to touch on something that Daryl just mentioned. You don't have to be like me and go off and start your own business. That's a very difficult slug. You're gonna go through a lot more money and a lot more gray hair than you think you were ever gonna do in the first place. So if you're at a firm right now and you're just an SDR, so to speak, that's just out of college, you need to make sure you're in the right place. Does your boss, does your VP of sales acknowledge the fact that the world's going virtual? Face-to-face -face has peaked. We're never gonna get on as many planes, trains, and automobiles ever again. So if your boss does not say, Sarah, Bob, Steve, by all means, don't be doing drugs on video, don't be bad mouthing the company, but if you've got an idea, a tip, a trick, or a success, even a failure, you know, my biggest post ever, two million views. One post, two million views, it was written on LinkedIn when I talked about, it said, I went bankrupt in 2008. Two million views, nobody gives a about Daryl or Jason saying, wow, I've got 4,000 subs on YouTube in five weeks. Yeah, so what? Tell me about your bankruptcy. Tell me about the cancer that you survived. Tell me about your partner who screwed you for a few million dollars and how you came back. 
put that on video, put that on a podcast, write that down. Even if you're afraid, you got to take that first step and you got to do it right now. I cannot emphasize what he's saying enough, all right? So let me phrase it differently though, to make sure we're connected with every single one of you listening. You do not, you should not, you shan't put an image out there of what you think the world wants to see. Don't be a poser. Nobody cares about the poser. You may have a little bit of success, but you'll never reach the levels of success you want unless you truly are authentic. See, being authentic isn't a shaky camera. Being authentic is being vulnerable. It's being transparent. It's admitting failures, but it's also sharing the secret sauce that you learned along the way. It's not hoarding that information. If you do that, you will capture their attention every time. And that is exactly why Jason's in my top three of people that I stop for. Now he said over 90%, according to Google watch video, here's another stat for you, okay? 91% watch video on mute. They're watching it on their phone. They're doing it on silent. They're in a meeting, they're whatever they are, right? So total pro tip here, if you're gonna do it, it's in your best interest to caption it. And you can use services like rev.com, it's really affordable, or you can use services like Zubtitle, Z-U-B or Z-U-B-T-I-T-L-E.com. And there's others that are super freaking affordable and caption it and that'll get you more views. So video, now, one of the questions I have for you, Jason, we talked about being honest and being transparent and telling your story. And I do wanna say one thing here. Now, Jason talked about the point whether you're starting a business, but he said, maybe you're not starting a business. Okay, I contend it doesn't matter because it's the same. If you're starting your business, you need a brand. If you're just early in your career, you need a brand because that next job you're going to have competition for. So why you? So that's, you know, whether I'm getting a customer or I'm getting a new boss, it doesn't matter. You need a brand. So what do I talk about in video? Where do I come up with the ideas? Where do you come up with the ideas, Jason? Very simple definition for personal branding. Talk about what you care about. It rhymes and it works because I can tell you this, whatever you care about, even if you're 22 years old, is why you're here. It's your purpose for being. If you care about barbecue sauce, there's people making millions on YouTube doing barbecue in the middle of nowhere or alongside the pool. It doesn't matter what it is. You have to sit down with your significant other, maybe your family, maybe your kids and say, hey, mom, dad, what do I talk about all the time? I'm struggling to put together an idea of how to develop my brand. What are you constantly catching me talking about? What do you think my passion is? Because a lot of folks don't know the answer to that. And then when you figure out what it is, there is no perfect time to start. I remember sitting in a Dunkin' Donuts about 10 miles from here, Daryl, when I did my first video in 2017. I got so nervous, I almost threw up the donut in the parking lot, but I somehow got myself together and said, I know I need to do this. Little did I know that in 2020, you guys need to think about this for a second. The world's going virtual. There's never gonna be as many face-to-face -face meetings again. There is going to be a run on talent, Daryl, the 1% that create content. And that's all it is. I invite everyone to Google 90-9-1 lurker rule. 90% lurk, 9% engage, 1% create. Every C-suite executive right now for the rest of 2020 is going to be thinking, we need to get people in here that create content. Whether they write, whether they podcast or do video or all the above, if we don't have what I'm gonna call virtual talent, we're in big trouble. So if you'll just face your fear, even if you're 22 years old and get yourself in the 1% who create, I can promise you that when you pick up the phone, 
is I've generated over 50 million views. About 20% of my audience, when I call them, oh, hey, Jason, wow, I never thought you'd call me. What's going on? Well, I need you to write me a check. Okay, how much? It's almost, Daryl, getting that easy, but it took three years, two hours, every single day to get to where I am. So don't worry about being perfect. Just get down to a place. What do I care about? And then start talking about it, speaking about it, doing video about it. And your life is going to change in ways that you'll never dream possible. He is hitting something really important here on so many levels. One, if you screw up, you know what? Your audience will laugh with you because that actually makes you more approachable. They giggle. And they're like, okay, he, Jason's just like me. Cool. So that's the first part. Get over yourself. Second part is he talked about the 90%, you know, lurker rule. So I don't get the engagement levels on my posts that someone like Jason does. I mean, or, or Keenan, as you might imagine. Now I laugh because the vast majority of say Keenan's engagement is people going at a boy. They want to suck up to Keenan. No offense. I mean, Keenan's a cool kid. Um, to me, that's useless. So I like that. I don't get the same level of engagement because the, the engagement I get is, is solid and it's substantial. So don't measure yourself on likes and clicks and shares and anything you do when it comes to video. It's the lurkers though, that you got to think about. If you go, Oh, I only had like 50 comments. I only had, you know, a thousand views of the video. Uh-huh. Trust me. 90%. So if you had 50 views, well times that by nine. All right. So that says, over 500 people actually read it and saw you. So that's huge. Never undervalue the lurkers. Okay, quick question. We're getting tight on time. I wanna hit up YouTube. You have just started YouTube. So you've taken it to the next level. You're all over it in the last month or so. In that short a time frame, you've got over 4,000 subs. I wanna know how you've done that. So give us the quick and dirty Jason School tips and tricks when it comes to YouTube and growth and away you go. Over to you. In large part, I've capitalized on something that's called EIDL, the Emergency Loans for Small Businesses. You'll see two frames of advice when it comes to YouTube. They'll tell you to niche down. So they might be telling guys like me, you need to niche down in sales and remote work. And I've done a half a dozen or more YouTube videos in the last five weeks, and they've done fairly well. But I've seen a lot of YouTubers, Daryl, that get involved with what you might call current events or what's trending. And what's trending right now is that small businesses by the millions are going on the business. So it's all about the EIDL loans, the PPP loans, the PUA, the stimulus checks, et cetera. So I've chosen to take a very complex subject and instead of doing a 15 minute video that's loaded up with AdSense, I narrow it down to three or four minutes as I've always done on YouTube. I hurry up and get to the point, I tell you the truth, take it or leave it. And in the span of just a month or so, the last several videos I've had have been seen almost 20,000 times on YouTube. That is an insane amount of engagement for someone that's just getting started. So my advice is don't just niche down, that's important. But if you see a subject on the news, maybe it has to do with Corona, maybe it has to do with remote work, maybe it has to do with what Jack Dorsey just said in that Twitter employees are welcome to work from home indefinitely jump in front of the camera and say, hey, I'm 23 years old. I just saw Jack Dorsey say that it's okay to work from home for the rest of my career at Twitter. Let me tell you what that means to somebody who's 23 years old. That'll get picked up by Google or YouTube's algorithm and it may go viral. And you'll wake up one morning with a few thousand followers or subs just like me. So you gotta pay attention to current events. You gotta be authentic, you gotta be real, you gotta niche down. But more than anything, as I've tried to say here today, you gotta pull the trigger. You're going to find your tribe. You're going to find people that say, you know what? This girl, this guy is telling me the truth. They're educating me. They're also entertaining me. 
and there's your sub. And eventually, if you stick with it long enough, here comes the credit card or the check or whatever it is that you happen to sell. So let's just repeat what he just said, because this is gold. Whether it's content in any shape or fashion, not just YouTube, you got to find your tribe. That's number one. Number two, if it is YouTube specifically, you want to go that route, not just use video for your own personal branding, your own website, maybe LinkedIn messages, maybe email sales and nurtures. You want to go that route. Hyper niche, hyper niche. He's 100% spot on. You don't need the whole big pie. You just need a little piece of that pie. The other thing he was talking about, about topical items, that's called newsjacking. That topic is hot right now and everybody's looking for it. You want to newsjack. Here's the last thing. You're saying, yeah, but he's a sales guy. He's selling remote sales, yet he's talking about all these subsidies. Guess what? It doesn't matter because his prospects, they're going to Google him. They're going to say, oh my gosh, he's ever, he's on LinkedIn. Look at how many subs he's got on YouTube. They're not looking at the content. They're just looking at the street cred of his subs. That's where they're looking at. And the fact that he's even there. Remember how we began this whole process? It's the psychology. And that's how we're going to bring it back. Uh, Jason, if they want to read you, what is the best way, my friend? Yeah, as you mentioned, you can find me on YouTube under my name, Jason McElhone, as well as on LinkedIn. If you're looking for help building out a remote sales team, I own remotesales.com. So Jason at remotesales.com. So if there's anything I can do for the audience, and I know most of them are probably younger folks, SDRs, AEs, don't be intimidated by my title. I'm here to help you in any way I can. That's Jason McElhone. McElhone, I got it wrong. I, I suck at this. RemoteSales.com, YouTube Rockstar, LinkedIn Savant. He is the man. I'm a big fan. Thank you, Jason. You've made my week. Have a great day, Jason. I love you. In the meantime, folks, we're going to do this again next week. Yes, we are. I'm not making this up. You tune in. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to another example of Inside Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prail, the CMO of Vanilla Sauce. Tune in each and every week for actionable ideas to increase inside sales productivity and activity. This program is brought to you by Vanilla Soft, right here in the Funnel Radio Channel. Rat work listeners like you. See you next week.